What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy, Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in the 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English. I appreciate everyone who's been tuning in and showing my podcast support. Thank you to everyone that tuned in yesterday when I had my Instagram live session with Naaman Roosevelt, who currently plays for the Montreal Alouettes in the CFL. Also played for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, as well as spent some time with the Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns, and Detroit Lions in the NFL. Really great conversation there. If you didn't get a chance to tune in, please go give my podcast page on Instagram a follow at English Encore Podcast. All one word. Help me get up to 200 followers. I greatly appreciate it. Big announcement tomorrow. I'm doing a jersey giveaway on that page, so please go over there and keep an eye out for that tomorrow, celebrating one year doing podcasting. So thank you all for the support. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy during these times of coronavirus. I'll hopefully have a live session guest um, this upcoming weekend. I will let you guys know if I will or won't by the end of the week, hopefully on Friday. Today I'll be talking about the Blue Jays once again, as now it is official that they will be playing in Buffalo I'll be continuing my list of free agents the Sabres should be targeting from each NHL team. And finally, I'll be talking about Ed Oliver and his case being dropped, as well as the rookies for the Bills this year. I'll be going through which players I think are locks to make the roster, question marks, and then players that will be cut or be on the practice squad. Starting off with the Blue Jays, so it was announced just about a week ago that Toronto will be playing in Buffalo after their attempts to play in Pittsburgh fell short. They looked at some other options to play other MLB parks well, including Baltimore, but that did not work out. So the Blue Jays will be in Buffalo for their home field for the 2020-2021 season. People have been calling them the Buffalo Blue Jays, and I think it's going to be really great for the city of Buffalo. I think it's great for the Blue Jays actually too, just because if you look at the Blue Jays roster, a lot of those players have played with the Bisons in the past year or two. You look at Rowdy Telez, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, uh, Kelvin Biggio, Lourdes Goriel Jr. All these guys have played there for an extended period of time. So all these players are very comfortable playing in Buffalo. They're very comfortable playing in that ballpark. And I think that'll actually give them an advantage compared to other MLB teams. It's also really nice that you have the canal side and hotel right there. You have the Sabres facility down there at Key Bank Center for the players to work out all very short distance. And, you know, the cases in New York right now are very good as far as COVID is concerned. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. And not to mention, I think it's just great to have baseball in Buffalo. Even though if there's no fans, it'll be cool if you can drive down the Skyway and see baseball being played. And if there's a team in you know, the AL that can upset the Yankees in that division. I actually think it is the Blue Jays. I think the Red Sox have too many injuries. Baltimore is continuing to rebuild. Tampa is going to be a question mark this year. We really don't know how good they're going to be. I think the Blue Jays have a lot of young talent. It's just going to come down to their pitching, but they have a lot of good pitching prospects, especially from the Marcus Stroman trade. So the Blue Jays in Buffalo is definitely going to be very interesting. Um, we'll have to track whether players get COVID. I know today they had the Miami Marlins had to shut down their games because they had, I believe, 10 or 11 players and a few personnel test positive. So that's not really a good look for the MLB and that team specifically. But 
you know, the rest of the league is going on as planned. So definitely have to keep track of that. It'll be definitely cool to see how um, the Blue Jays utilize Buffalo as a home field advantage. Like I said, a lot of the players have played there. So we can see what their record will be like playing in Buffalo. The weather has been really good here. So I think it'll be great that they wanted to cancel many games now later in the season, depending on, you know, Buffalo weather and potentially getting snow as early as, you know, October. We might have to change up some things here if the Blue Jays end up making the playoffs, something like that. But definitely something to keep an eye on. I don't want to touch too much on it because I've been talking about it over the past two, three episodes. But I'll definitely keep track on that and probably do another episode on that in a few weeks once they actually play games here in Buffalo, see how they go. Then you have going Sabres now. I'm going to be continuing my list. So last week I left off with the Nashville Predators. So I'm going to continue doing New Jersey all the way through San Jose today. And then I'll be finishing my list next Monday. So with New Jersey Devils, they don't have a lot of free agents that I was particularly interested in. The only one that I thought maybe would be an okay deal would be Kevin Rooney on a two-year, $1.8 million contract. Four goals, five assists for nine points, plus eight in 49 games played. Um, for me, he plays center. I think he'd be a good fourth-line guy. I've talked about it many times before. You can't keep bringing back the same players over and over and expect different things. So the Zemgis Gergensons, the Johan Larsons, the VCs, the Connor Shearys, the Rodriguez. I know we moved on from a few of those guys, but all those guys that we kept bringing back year after year, you have to get rid of them and start bringing in more guys with more veteran leadership, guys that are just different than those players that I just mentioned um, to change up the locker room a little bit and hopefully give you some more depth. Like I said, plus eight would be a good fourth line guy, even if he doesn't play every single game. Um, the New York Islanders, I have the Sabres. You should offer Matt Barzell on an offer sheet, five years, $38 million. 60 plus points in the last three years. He's an instant number two scoring option for Jack Eichel. He would put Skinner and Reinhardt almost in that secondary scoring role, which would be fantastic. And then you have Dylan Cousins coming up. You could put him at the third line center. So if you could snag Barzell in some way, shape, or form, you definitely have to move some cap around because of Kyle Oposo some other guys but if you can find a way to make it work I think they would um the New York Rangers uh have us signing Jesper Fast to a four-year 12 million dollar deal he's a super intriguing name to me I think a lot of people on WGR and other media people have talked about him for a while now at Sabres I think he'd be a perfect fit 12 goals 17 assists this year for 29 points he was plus 16 he's a great second third line guy good two-way player just has a knack for the puck um gets after it like I said both ways and that's definitely what the Sabres need they meet, need more guys that are good two-way players the only great two-way player I think the Sabres have is Marcus Johansson he's a very good defender Jack Eichel is continuing to make strides defensively but overall we definitely need some more guys that can play defense from the offensive side of the puck um, perspective I don't think we have nearly enough guys who are forwards that get back on D or do enough of that besides the log line with Gergensen, Zaposo, and Larson. But like I said, it's time to bring in some new guys, new faces. And I think Jesper Fast would do that instant upgrade on the third line over guys like VC and Shiri. And he has the ability to put up potentially 20 goals in a season. Um, from the Ottawa Senators, I was offer sheeting Anthony Duclair on a four-year, $23 million deal. Um, I really would like this move from the standpoint of it's from a division rival, taking him away after one of his best seasons. Um, he was a teammate with Sam Reinhardt for Canada when they played the U18, so they have a very good friendship. 
um, provides secondary scoring, um, and just is a guy who can score goals. The Sabres just need more goal scorers. He's coming off a great year. He had over 20 goals, was an all-star. So if we can snag him from the Senators and plug him into second line um, to play with a guy like Reinhardt, who they already have chemistry, like I said, from playing Team Canada and putting a guy like Mark Johansson or Dylan Cousins or any of the other players I might have listed, like a Michael Granlin from um, Nashville Predators. If we could do that, that'd be great. Um, for the Philadelphia Flyers, Justin Braun, two years, $7.5 million. Played nine years with San Jose before joining Philadelphia's past offseason. Playoff experience, three goals, 16 assists for 19 points this past year. He's an immediate upgrade over a guy like Jake McCabe, who's been trending downward over the past two years. Bring in a guy that has playoff experience, can do the same exact thing as far as production. He's a lot more defensively sound in his own zone than McCabe is. I know McCabe blocks a lot of shots. He also gives the puck up a lot. Um, and I know he's a physical presence, but I would take um, Braun over him. You can bring in other guys, um, bring in some forwards to your fourth line to be those aggressors. Guys like Wayne Simmons, who we actually acquired and we might re-sign. Bring back or trade for a guy like Marcus Foligno, who he gave away we desperately could use for a fourth line guy that's capable of also putting up 20 points um for the pittsburgh penguins justin schultz five years 25 million dollars the big thing with schultz and it's a little risky is because of his injury issues but when he's fully healthy he puts up 27 to 40 points as a defenseman and i think he'd be a great upgrade i'm still not very sure about brandon montour and he's obviously the younger player but at this point, when you have Eichel potentially wanting out, sometimes you have to sacrifice, you know, a young player that might produce the same as an older player um, on a cheaper deal. Um, if you can get the production now from the older guy and he'll give you more defensively, I think Montour is more of an offensive minded defenseman. I wasn't too impressed with him on our defense side of the zone um, this year. So um, for the Penguins, I just don't think that they want to bring him back because of the injuries, and I think the Sabres could capitalize on that and potentially steal a very good defenseman. And then finally, from the San Jose Sharks, Aaron Dell, one-year, $2 million deal. He's just a guy that would be an instant upgrade over Carter Hutton. He's coming off of a down year, but he's a cheap option. It's his first year that he finished below a 500 record. You also have to keep in mind Brett Burns, Eric Carlson, the two defensemen for the San Jose Sharks and two of the top 10 defensemen in the league were hurt most of the year for San Jose so that could also be a big reason why his numbers took a dip but pretty much anything would be an upgrade over Hutton so if they can move him for a late round pick or just um, part ways with him I think that'd be the move so I'll be good finishing off the list like I said next week and then the big story for the Buffalo Bills is the DWI charge against Ed Oliver has been dropped so more than likely, he will not face any suspension from the NFL, which could be huge, especially early on in the season when the Bills want to capitalize on a relatively easy schedule to start the season. Um, Ed Oliver is going to be a game changer for the Bills defense this year. We saw flashes of it last year, specifically towards the end of the season in games like Pittsburgh and Dallas, where he caused a lot of havoc on the quarterbacks. If he continued to trend in that right direction, Keep learning from Kyle Williams, who's consistently been around the Bills locker room, and lean on the veteran guys around him, like the Mario Addisons, the Jerry Hughes of the world, even Harrison Phillips. I think we're going to be very much in a good position. 
Um, Ed Oliver just has to make sure he continues to do things right on and off the field. I know that the case was dropped, but it's still something you want to be concerned about, that you don't want to even put yourself in that type of position again. So big news there. And then the Bills uh, had their rookies report to the facility for the first time yesterday to go through their coronavirus testing, physicals, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm just going to go through the Bills' seven picks that they had in the draft this year and talk about who I think is going to be a lock, question marks, practice squad, or potentially cut. Starting off with the locks, three players. A.J. Spensa, easy lock. It was your second-round pick, first pick for the Bills because of the Stephon Diggs trade. He's going to be your Jerry Hughes, Trent Murphy replacement in a year or two. But for right now, he's going to get a chance to learn from those guys, including Mario Addison. He'll be able to come in, potentially just be a third down or first down guy, try to be a good pass rusher, learn the mechanics, learn the scheme of Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier. And I think he has very high potential. A lot of people were very surprised that he fell into the second round into our lap. And it's going to be a huge pickup for us. Zach Moss, another guy that's easily a lock, fits right behind Devin Singletary for a great one-two punch. He will definitely be used in short yardage and goal line. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see him actually used in the screen game quite a bit. Once he gets to the open field, he's actually a very versatile runner. Singletary is very shifty. Um, Moss is definitely more of a downhill. Reminds me a lot of Fred Jackson. He's compared to Marshawn Lynch. He's not afraid to get his nose into the football and just try to run you over. So I'm very excited to watch him this year. And then Gabe Davis, I think, is also a lock. Big red zone threat. Um, big body. Big play ability. Um, I just think he fits into the Bills wide receiving core very well. You have Diggs, Beasley, and Brown. And I actually think Davis slots right in as that fourth guy, even over the Robert Fosters, the Duke Williams, the Isaiah McKenzie's of the world, just because I think he's a more polished route runner than those players. And like I said, he's a big body receiver. I think Duke Williams will make the team as well. And I think those two guys are going to be um, big threats for Allen in the red zone also with Dawson Knox. Um, the three question marks, um, starting with Isaiah Hodgins. He's another big bio wide receiver from Oregon State that we took in the sixth round. And I actually like his game a lot. Just a very crowded wide receiver room, as I just mentioned, those four guys. And then with Foster, Duke Williams, Isaiah McKenzie, um, Andre Roberts, who's a receiver, but he's more of your kick return um, specialist guy. I think a guy like Hodgins would have to make it more of a special teams slash wide receiver and beat out a guy like Foster or Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie's um, spot, I think, is a little more secure than a guy like Foster or Duke Williams solely because he's more of a gadget. He can get that short yardage. He does the reverses. He can do a lot of different things, and he's also a good punt and kick returner if something were to happen to Roberts or if they decided to cut him to save some money. McKenzie could do that. I know Micah Hyde also does punt returning, but I think you would rather have McKenzie doing it just from you don't want to have um, Hyde taking more hits than he needs to. So Hodgins very interesting. Jake Fromm's also interesting. I think he will make the roster as the third quarterback. However, um, they already have Matt Barkley and Davis Webb. Webb has been, you know, talked about very highly amongst the Bills locker room, especially from the quarterback room. They love having him around. Matt Barkley showed promise as far as coming in, be able to play it well enough to win you a game if needed. He did well against the Jets last year when he came in, and then this past season against the Patriots when he came in late, he actually played pretty well. And then the Jets, Week 17, he didn't play good at all, but. Um, it was only one game last season that you really got to see a lot of him. I think Fromm would be an upgrade, but because of the off-the-field incident, 
Um, it'll be interesting to see, not to mention he's a fifth-round pick. Um, he could be a practice squad guy, but overall, I think he will make the team. Um, I think Barkley will probably be around for another year before they decide to really let him go um, and let Allen kind of just develop on his own under Ken Dorsey. And then Tyler Bass is a huge question mark. I've been very high on him saying that he'll beat out Steven Hauschka. Uh, many people also aren't so sure about that. The thing is with him is he's a much cheaper option. I think it'd be helpful for the Bills um, to have him over Hauschka. Then again, you could somehow snag him or you know stash him away on your practice squad and let Hauschka you know do his thing. And if he gets hurt or if he's just not kicking well during preseason, if they even have it, which I don't think they will, um, then it's going to be very up in the air. We'll have to make or we'll have to see if the NFL makes a decision on if they'll carry extra players on the roster with more practice squad spots. They really haven't talked about that very much, but I'd expect Bass to beat out Hauschka. And then practice squad or cut, um, Dane Jackson, our last round pick from Pittsburgh. I think he actually has some high upside. He kind of reminds me of a Teron Johnson type player where he can line up in the slot or outside. He's a little bit smaller for a cornerback, but it's the same thing kind of with Hodgins. It's a very crowded cornerback room you already have. Um, Trey White, Levi Wallace, Josh Dorman. They just brought back EJ Gaines, who was very successful here just a few short years ago with the Bills. Um, and they have some other players like Saran Neal, who could also line up um, in the slot and at safety. Teron Johnson, as I just mentioned, was more of the slot corner guy. So he might be able to make it. It really, for those guys, it's going to depend on special teams. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy that makes a practice squad and just continues to develop. Um, like I said, it's just a very crowded cornerback room, and you can only carry so many on your roster. Then again, Josh Norman has a little bit of an injury history, same thing with Teron Johnson, so he might be able to sneak his way on to the 53-man roster if need be. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. Please go give at English Encore Podcast a follow on Instagram. Jersey giveaway tomorrow, celebrating one year of doing podcasting. I can't thank everyone enough for the support you've all shown me over the past year. Greatly appreciate it. Far from where I want to be at, but I'm going to continue grinding for you all and uh, continue to try to get some great guests on for live sessions. Continue doing these two per week. Um, I will be taking a break later in the month for probably about a week and a half, two weeks off. I'm moving to Florida, so I'm going to be taking some time off to move down there. Um, so I'll probably have four or five episodes where I won't be there, but I will be back on the grind once I get settled in and get everything set up in my, you know, my podcast equipment and everything lined up for everything but thank you everyone for tuning in hope everyone stays safe and healthy enjoy the rest of your week and tune in tomorrow for the giveaway on instagram you just have to you'll see what the details for it are it's to be along the lines of you have to share the post tag some friends um and then i'll be picking the winner later in the week um so thank you everyone and this has been english encore podcast buffalo's favorite sports channel